and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, LJ Renee, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, Twyla. How are you? I am blessed, blessed, blessed. Amen. So I'm super excited about the, the scriptures and the topic for today. If you want to read the scriptures and I can pray and we can get right into our topic. Okay, well, I'm going to read from the Revelations, uh, Re- Revelation 19th chapter. And I'm going to start with, I'm going to read the verses 12, 13, and go down to the 16th verse. And it says this, he wore many regal crowns. And this is from the Passion Version, uh, translation, sorry. He wore many regal crowns and his eyes were flashing like flames of fire. He had a secret name inscribed on him that's known only to himself. He wore a robe dipped in blood, and the title is called the Word of God. Verse 16 says, on his robe and on his thigh, he had inscribed the name King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. Dear God, we do thank you for this word. I pray, Father, that you open the eyes of our understanding, that as we are discussing this word, that we see you Uh, high and lifted up and worthy to be praised like we've never seen you before. Give us Mm. revelation and inspiration and understanding and wisdom of the greatness and the grandeur of our God. And all those who hear this word, Father, I pray that it penetrate their heart, increase their faith, encourage them in their walk, oh God, to know that you are the great God of glory, the King of kings and the very Lord of lords. And we call you Jesus. We thank mm. you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, um, I, I just really, you and I had been chatting before. I really just wanted to talk about Jesus. Uh, let's just talk about Jesus. And and sometimes you just, for me, I just take a pause. I'll hear something or or read something, or God will bring something back to my remembrance, and it'll just make me concentrate just on the very essence of who God is. For Mm -hmm. me, lately, I've been finishing or getting through the second and third. I'm on the third series of the the, um, the, uh, movie, the movie series, The Bible. I think it's called The Bible Series or something, but um, I, I've just been, or The Chosen, it's called The Chosen. Mm-hmm. I'm into the third season now and just seeing the practicality and the acts of Jesus. And and I'm sure they'll, I assume they'll get to the acts of the disciples once Jesus has, uh, has ascended, given his life and ascended to glory. But just 
just being reminded of the simplicity of the gospel, yet the yet the uh, the great and magnificent plan of God, how it unfolded and who He is. I mean, when you really, really just stop and meditate on the one who called all things into being by the very power of his word, he dwells inside of us. The one who has all power in his hand, he dwells inside of us. The one who split time into, who, who conquered death, hell, and the grave, he dwells inside of us and we call him Lord. And I just, I just, just get excited about it. And, and it, it, it does, you can't help but to be lifted up in spirit when you think on the goodness of Jesus, the mm. goodness of God and just who he is. So I just like to spend the next few minutes just talking about Jesus. Amen. And you know what, Twyla, I'm telling you, we talk about how, you know, we begin to start uh, talking about Jesus and we get, begin to start talking about his attributes. And then we begin to start talking about what he's been to us and how, you know, how he delivered us and how he provided for us. And it just keeps, if you keep doing it, it just keeps going on and on and on until eventually you become lifted up. And I was uh, I'm reminded of the Psalms. It says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name forever. So when we look at him in the context of a king and he's king rule over everything, there's not one thing that exists that he doesn't reign over. And when we begin to start thinking about those things and the things that he's done for us, my God, your, your spirit, your soul is lifted. So if anyone has a heavy spirit, uh, just to give the praise, begin to start thinking about, he, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. And I'm telling you, you'll no longer be sad. You just begin to start exalt, exalting his name. I mean, because, you know, doubt and fear and depression and defeat, they can't abide in his presence. Mm -mm. The essence of victory, the essence of life, the essence of true uh, holiness and light and power. I mean, that is who he is. And so when you, as you said, when you start meditating on him, you can't help but to mm -hmm. lift up your head and be lifted up and you can't help but to invite him in. Uh, the, the scripture says at times when I am afraid, I will look to God. Uh, and, that, and when you look to God, the reason why the, the psalmist said that is because when you look to God, I mean, when you really look to God and you consider who he is, mm -hmm you uh what what things were causing you to be afraid dissipate and what mountains you thought you faced become molehills because god is so great and so powerful and so perfect in all of his ways and when you consider that this great god loves us with a perfect unconditional I mean. love I mean, you couldn't do anything to earn it. You don't, you can't do anything to cause him to uh, discontinue it. He just keeps on loving us in spite of ourselves. He is the essence of love, perfect love. And, and when you just start meditating on this, it causes your soul to tremble and mm. say, how great is, you know, when they wrote that song, they really wrote something. How great is our is God? Is our God. Amen. 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 I, you know, I just recently, Twilight, started reading the Song of Solomon. And, you know, of course, it talks about the king 
and the lover, his the, the Shulamite woman. And as you're listening, and it's really a rep representation of Christ and the church, the bride, the bridegroom and the bride. And it talks about how he pursues her, pursues her with love, uh, unconditional love, how he uh, waits for her, how he knocks on the, one of the, the description is, is how he knocks on the window, window pane and calls to her to come. And, 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 and as you're reading it, you can just sense the love that, that uh, Jesus had for, for us, this unconditional love. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to understand uh, that kind of love, but you have to look at it in the context of the scriptures, like Song of Solomon and the Psalms and, and to see, and then you can even evaluate it by your experience because there's things that he's done for me. It's like, you mean you've done this for me and I did this? You know what I'm saying? You, you, mm. you know, you, I wasn't good yesterday. I said some things that I shouldn't have said, but yet you still working. I, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It, it's, it's definitely amazing. And, and, you know, you referenced the, the king, that he's king of kings. And, and, and you know, when... America was, uh, was when the, the people left England and came and started America, one of the biggest things they did uh, came, one of the biggest reasons they came was because they didn't want to be ruled by a king. Something mm -hmm. about uh, understanding, and I don't understand it fully, thank God, because I don't live in a nation that is ruled by a king, but they didn't want to be ruled by a king because when you are in a kingdom and ruled by a king, whatever the king says, go. There is no That's democracy. It. The people don't get a say in things. The king's word is, is law. All he, all he has to do is decree it and declare it, and it is so. And they didn't want that. They wanted to have a say in the way they were governor. Well, Jesus is the king of kings. In his kingdom, he is the ruler. He is the supreme. He, his word is, is settled. And uh, there's, no, there's no contending with the word of God. If he said it, he will do it. If he spoke it, he'll bring it to pass. And so when you come into the kingdom of God, you relinquish your your. Mm -hmm your desire to want to be in charge of yourself and to have a say in how things were, are done. And you surrender your life to say, I will allow him to be the king of my soul, the bishop of my soul. Uh, his word will rule my life because I'm in a kingdom and he is the king. And so mm. to think of it, and not only is he a is he, you know, because there's some who want to come and they don't, uh, they don't want to relinquish, you know, those things and surrender their life. And, and so I love that it, his title is King of Kings. So you can call yourself a king. You can call yourself a president. You can call yourself whatever title you want to give yourself. But at the end of the day, he is king supreme over all of the kings, all of the <laughs> earthly kings, everyone who has uh, been named anything. He is the Lord of all. All the lords, if you if you've crowned anything else in your life as Lord of your life, anything else you fall down and worship, there's coming a day when the one who who returns 
for the for the rapturing of the souls of the saints of God. His name, as you read, he will have a name written and it will say King mm. of Kings. So every knee will bow, every king, every president, every potentate, everything. And he is Lord of Lords. So everything you have you have uh, elevated to a lordship in your life, it will be, it will fall down and bow. I, I love what, I love what Pastor Parsley and uh and World Harvest, they always say that if it has a if it has a, a name, it has a knee if it has a knee it has to bow it has to bow it if has it to has go down knee, it has a knee and if it has a knee it has to bow it has to Every go down knee shall yes. Bow. yes you know what you're absolutely right uh i remember it's, it's really two points that i wanted to make when i thought of this as you were speaking to do uh, about this but this was a man that had said, they, he said, if I meet, you know, he was an atheist. And they said, well, what happens if you meet uh, Jesus, the king of kings? And so, and he said, you know, with a stubborn self, he says, I wouldn't do anything. I have a question for him. I'll tell him this, I'll tell him that. And the man said, well, I really don't think so. And he said, well, why you say that? And he says, because when you meet the king of kings, he said, Fear will grip you. That reverence fear will grip you. And everything that you had in your mind to tell him off or do it, he said, you're going to bow before him. And I thought about that. And I said, you know what? That is the absolute truth. Because with it, he has a reverence. And so you will bow before the king of kings. I prefer to do it willingly. I prefer to bow before him because of the things that he's done for me. I prefer to surrender my life because when I begin to start thinking about all this attribute, the attributes of Christ, his character, I, I will, my thing is to willingly bow my knee unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Woe unto those who, who feel like they, you know, don't have to because they don't know him. But every knee shall bow before him and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. That is a promise that will happen. And I prefer to bow my knee to him because he loves me and I love him. I'm not perfect, but I do know that he does, that he loves me and he loves me. Amen. And you know, that's the thing is we bow willingly and gladly and humbly before the Lord. We confess joyfully and gladly joyfully. before the Lord. No one has to uh, force our knee to bow or force our mouths to confess. We do so because we love him and we know him and we are honored to be able uh, and humbled to be able to call him our Lord, our God, our Savior, our King, uh, our Redeemer. And, and you, you, had, you had said that uh, about the atheist, you said that um, it, that he thought if he if he were to come into the presence of the Lord that he would ask him questions and it, it made me think tell him all Job. it made me think of Job because uh, Job said and I believe it's uh, I'm pulling it up I believe it's in chapter twenty three of Job twenty two um, okay chapter twenty three when when Job was saying if I could find him 
if mm-hmm. I could find God, I would order my case before him because I'm compl- my complaint is bitter. I'm a little bit angry. And this is what he said. He said, I would, I would know the words. That's what you said. The atheist said, I, I know what I would say. That's what Job said. He said, I would know the words, which, uh, which he would answer me because I know what I would say to him. And he mm-hmm. said, uh, but you remember, and I, I get to remember which chapter it was. I think it goes into 40. Uh, Where Job, were you? Job was talking all this talk. And we say all this smack. Yeah. Job was talking all this smack. If I could find him, here's what I'd say to God. Here's what I'd come. I'd make my complaint before him. I'd charge him. I'd tell him how he's done wrong by me. And, and, and then and then his friend didn't have anybody that was really helping him out. His friends were <laughs> miserable comforters. Uh, but but that's okay because uh, God Himself came and talked to Job because he he heard all that Job was saying and mm-hmm. and eventually God wrapped him. The Bible says God wrapped Himself up in a whirlwind and He came and said, well, "Who is this that darkens counsel without that's knowledge?" Right. He's that's like, right. "Get up on your feet and talk." Here I am. Talk to me. Get up on your feet <laughs> and talk to me like a man. <laughs> I mean, that's my favorite to one too. The and then he passage. says, "Then he says, where were you? Where were you?'" <laughs> he, he started at the very what we call, you know, we'll look at it and like, man, that's really big. But he, but to God, he said, "But where were you when I created?" He even talked about the alligator. I mean, he ran this thing down. And I'm telling you, Twyla, whenever a king comes in in the natural, the subjects or the, the um, servants, they bow before him. But when I can imagine when God got through with Job, he was, if he could have went under the ground, he would have done it. But you know, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't unfold like Job had, you know, thought it would unfold as you said <laughs> the, the, the story was told to the atheists it won't happen like you think because when you get in the presence everything changes everything so Job thought I'm gonna come before him I'm gonna make my complaint to him I'm gonna tell him how this ain't right this is not fair I'm gonna order my cause I'm gonna tell him everything and the bible says when God wrapped himself in that world <laughs> And he called Job to give account of himself. It, Job wasn't asking God. God was asking Job. So sure you, was. you were going to be the one uh, giving God an inquisition, but God wrapped himself up and God began to question Job because sometimes we, that's why it's always good to reflect on who he is, how great he is, how mighty he is. Just really, who is this Lord of Lords and King of Kings? Because it will put things in their proper perspective. If you're not careful, you will liken God. And he said, don't do this. You will mm-hmm. liken God to a natural man. And you will think that uh, he has the same proclivities and, and shortcomings and failures as a natural man, but not so. God is perfect in all of his ways. All power is in his hand. He's the one who created the ends of the earth and he can do anything but fail. And when you start uh, trying to liken him because the Bible says in Isaiah, who will you liken me unto? And to who do you think? Who, who I'm not even nobody equal to me. He, he said, My name is the Lord, the Lord is my name, and I'll share my glory with no other. So many times in the scripture, he he reminds us as the people of God who he is and 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 
puts things back. I like to say, puts things back in their proper perspective. Mm, you know, mm -mm. as a as a child, you your mom or dad may have said this to you, and as an adult, you may have said this to other children when they uh, kind of forget who you are or who they mm -hmm. say. Whoa, 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 whoa! Who you think you're talking to? That's what mm -hmm. we would say mm -hmm. to children, and that's probably what our parents said to us. Whoa, who you think you're talking to? Because their tone became curt or their their words were were inappropriate and we had to and that's really what God did to Job. He said, "Well, whoa, who do you think you are? stand up on your feet and talk to me like a man? Who do you think you're talking to? I am not a mortal man. I am the God of gods and the King of kings and the Lord of lords." And so I would say as we pray each morning, I like to start off with scriptures and and uh praise uh, to God, worship to God, because it helps me. Uh, first of all, he he requires it of us to, that we worship him, but it helps me also to realign my uh, mindset with the word of God. Because sometimes the trials, look, I'm human. Sometimes the trials of life, they, they tend to flood your soul and they seem to be a bit overwhelming at times, but I want to always put things back in their proper perspective and remember mm. the rock in a weary land. He's mm. a shelter in the time of storm. He's a friend when you are friendless and bread when you are hungry. He is everything you have ever needed in your life. Everything that you ever needed in your life. Listen, I I'm telling you, even, even as you were talking, I'm thinking about... Uh, you were talking about how when you pray in the morning, you like to, you know, put things in perspective uh, as to who he is. And I know when we pray in the morning, it's the same thing. I, I like to be able to, uh, not like to be able to, but when I'm praying, I'm picturing me on my knees coming before the king and honoring him. And so that that is a thing that, you know, when I, when I start praying, that's that's what I'm looking to that one who is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that he's invited me into his presence. And now he's hearing my voice, uh, praying on the things that he's laid upon our hearts to pray for. And even as we are praying, the King is revealing even more of things that we need to pray for. And so that's what happens when we honor him as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is a rock in a weary land. And if we continue to go on to talk about other things that he's done for us, I'm telling you, you know, it's, it's like, you know, tears. I, I was driving in the car the other day and that song called, remember that song called Dance With Me, Lover of My Soul? It's by Ron Canoli. Well, he's one of them that sings it. It's, it's several of them. But it's, it says, dance with me, lover of my soul, to the song of all songs. Mm. And as I'm, as I'm singing it, um, and it was another song where it carried over into, to worship you, I live. To worship you, I live. I live to worship you. That that's I think it's Israel. I think mm -hmm. that's who sings that. So it, from one song to another, and it's because I became so overwhelmed with the love of God that even as I'm driving in my car, I, I'm singing these songs. And then I come home and look at the lyrics because you know you don't remember all the lyrics to dance with me. And, um, and it's talking about him coming over the mountain. That's in the song of songs. And, and it's just a 
the presence of the Lord was with me in that car until now, even as I, I think of that song, Dance With Me, Oh Lover Of My Soul. It just brings a picture of him and, and me dancing together. I mean, that's the, the praise dance. That's, that's the picture, the love that I, I just know that he has for me and, and I have for him. Um, and like I said, and, and, and anyone can say this, I'm not perfect, perfect. But when you begin to start to think up on those things, you really, you know, you, you just you just overcome with his presence. Yeah, because you remember that he loves me in all of my imperfections. He loves oh. me in all of my frailty. He loves me. He doesn't wait for me to get right because without him, I couldn't be right. As a matter of fact, even with him, my, my righteousness was filthy rags. He imputed his righteousness to me uh, because he is that holy and magnificent and marvelous that is even if you live the best life you could ever live, you would still come up short when, uh, when still to him because he is so perfect in it and so pure and so holy, so magnificent and so wonderful that all of our righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. And so when you realize that he has invited you and grafted you into his family, given you his name and the, the authority to walk in the power of his might. And he has translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. And you say, and he did all this because of, uh, of what? Just because he loves you. It does humble you and it does cause you to, to reverence him and to honor him and, and to know that if it had not been for the Lord who is on mm. our side, we would have been swallowed up. But thanks be unto God who always causes us to triumph through Christ Jesus. He is the lover of our souls. Mm. Yes, he is. And yes, you know, I, I, I shared with you these, I, and I forget where I got this from, but I shared with you these notes. And I think if we could just run through a few of these, it talks about uh, Jesus, the manifestation of Jesus throughout the books of the Bible. And and I, if you have that document. Uh, and I, I do. I'll, so we could just go through these and um, I can read one, you can read one and we'll go back and forth. So like sure. Genesis, Jesus is, is manifested as the seed of the woman. Mm, mm, mm. In Exodus, he's the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is the high priest numbers and numbers he's the cloud and the fire and in deuteronomy he's the prophet like moses joshua the captain of our salvation in judges he's the judge and the lawgiver in ruth he's the kinsman redeemer in first and second samuel he's the prophet of the lord first and second king the reigning king and in Ezra, he's the faithful scribe. Nehemiah, he's the rebuilder of the walls. And in Esther, he's, uh, he's represented through Mordecai. And in Job, he's the day spring from on high. In Psalms, he is so many things, but he is the yes, he is. who is our shepherd. Amen. The shepherd that cares for us, the lead and guide us. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he is the wisdom. He is wisdom. <laughs> oh, God. Amen. He is wisdom. 
And in the Song of Solomon, he, as you mentioned, he's the lover and the bridegroom. Yes, he is. Isaiah, he's the suffering servant. And in Jeremiah and Lamentations, he's the weeping prophet. Jesus, I know he's weeping now. As uh, Ezekiel, the son of man. And in Daniel, he's the son of man coming in the clouds of heaven. Mm, mm, mm. And Hosea, he is the bridegroom. And Joel, he's the baptizer with the Holy Ghost. My Lord. Amos, he's the burden bearer. <laughs> and Obadiah, he's the mighty savior. Jonah, he's the forgiving God. And in Micah, he's the messenger with beautiful feet. Nahum, he is the avenger of God's elect. Amen. Amen. And Habakkuk, he's the great evangelist crying for crying revival. For revival. Lord Jesus. Zephaniah, he's the restorer of the remnant. And in Haggai, he's the cleansing fountain. And Zechariah, he's the pierced son. And in Malachi, he's the son of righteousness. The son of righteousness. In Matthew, in the New Testament, he's the Messiah. And in Mark, he's the miracle worker. In Luke, he's the son of man. And in John, he's the son of God. <laughs> <laughs> In Acts, the ascended Lord. And in Romans, he is our justifier. justifier. My Lord. Uh, first and second Corinthians, he's the last Adam. And in Galatians, he's the one who sets us free. In Ephesians, he's the Christ of riches. And in Philippians, the God who meets our every need. Amen. Amen. And, and you said in Philippians and Colossians, he's the fullness of the Godhead. And in first and second Thessalonians, he's the soon coming king. First and second Timothy, he's the mediator between God and man. Thank and you, in Lord. Titus, he's the blessed hope. Philemon, he's the friend closer than a brother. Hallelujah. And in Hebrews, he's the blood that washes away my oh, sins. James, he is the great physician. And in first and second Peter, he's the chief shepherd. Amen. And the first and second, third of John, not the gospel, John. But he is the everlasting love. Everlasting. And in Jude, he's the God, our savior. Amen. And lastly, Revelation this he is where the, we started, and this yes, is where we're going to end. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. I, I, if, I, if we have time, I just want to just say this as we read it in Revelations, and we, I think it was in the 19th chapter where we started. Um, this part where it says, He wore, it's in, 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 um, in, um, in verse 12, we see, we said this, he wore many regal crowns and his eyes were flashing like flames of fire. That part where it says he wore many regal crowns, it goes back to the part where I heard this man speaking and saying that, you know, he wore many crowns because he conquered kings. Mm. So that made him king of kings. And the, and the history is that every time uh, uh, people, uh, the armies would go to battle, and the, whoever was the victorious king ended up taking over the taking over the, the crown of the king they defeated. He's already defeated him. He's a, he done, 
<laughs> he has taken it. It says it right here. It says he wear many regal crowns. You, you know, not only do they take the crown of the king they defeat, but the Bible says that uh, that they will cast their crowns at his feet. There are yes. Some, there are some who, you know, when when you know you're out manned and you know you're outgunned, some <laughs> give up. I believe there are some who just going to give up and say, he is the, look, I, I thought I was king. I had a mm. crown that I was wearing, but I'm going to cast. He don't have to come defeat me for it because I'm already defeated. There are some who just going to know you don't have to fight because he, he told us the same. You ain't, there's some battles you ain't going to have to fight. Then the victory is going to already be won. I believe there are some who just give up and cast their crown at his feet because they know, you know when you are in the presence of one that is magnificently greater, significantly uh, larger than life itself. And I believe there's going to be some some who thought they were kings until they Come were on. the king of kings. And they're going to just cast their crown at his hey, feet. But you know, you hear those testimonies of people that either been locked up, people who have been like drug dealers, people who have done some really crazy things. And they'll say, you know, I thought I was, but I met Jesus. Mm. Mm. Have you heard those testimonies? Oh my God. I thought yes. I was, was. I had a name in the community that made people shudder. But when I met Jesus, mm. Paul, I'm nothing. Saul Come on here. To Damascus. Come on here. I mean, he thought he was, he, he was going with the uh, insignia from the king at the time. He, he had the, he had the uh, the permission. Uh, he had a mission, Authority. and he was going to kill the saints of God until mm -hmm. he met the God of the saints. Mm -hmm. And the Bible said it. He the light shone from heaven and knocked his butt off his beast. His beast. And and he, and listen, didn't nobody have to preach to Paul? Saw at the time his name hadn't been changed. Didn't nobody have to preach to him? The words came out of his mouth. The confession of his mouth was, Lord, Lord. Come on here. <laughs> Listen, when you encounter God, nobody got to give you no sermon. You will know who he is. I don't care if you've been denying him. I don't care if you've been rejecting him, running from him. Uh, you've been uh, wondering if he was real. When you meet him, you will know that you have met the Lord. Oh, Twyla, I just heard this man who was who was raised up in the uh, Hamas, uh, you know, his whole family was in this. But honey, he met Jesus. Mm. And you should hear his testimony. He says it. He said, but I met Jesus. Mm. The one that his religion refuted. He said he walked up on him. Not one time, well, not one night, but the next night too. And revealed to him who he was. Wow. And he bowed himself to him. That's the king of kings and Lord, Lord of Lord. You, you listen, I don't care how bad you are. And you've heard testimonies of people who really, honey, but when they meet Jesus. When they meet Jesus. And you know what? As we close this, can you make that our, can you make that the prayer we pray over those listening that they would encounter God, meet yes, him, uh, and, and and just He would transform because He did it for us. He would transform their lives. Ah, gladly because it put me in mind the other day who I was I was praying for this individual, and I asked the Lord, Lord, give her an encounter that she will not be able to deny. Hmm. 
Jesus. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your name. You are King of kings, and you are Lord of lords. You are the one and true and only living God, full of glory, full of love, oh, God. There's nothing impossible for you to do, God. We're asking right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, those who don't know who you are, those who think they know who you are and have discounted who you are, God. Those, dear Father, that have thought about you, but yet they put you on the shelf. God, would you give them an encounter with them that they can will not be able to deny, that out of their mouths, they said, I've been with Jesus. They'll speak and say, I used to do this. But even when their accuser come upon them and say, I remember when you did this and you did that. And out of their mouth will say, yeah, you remember that. But I've been with Jesus. And dear father, their testimony will even transform those who hear about your wonderful delivering power. Father, we pray for those individuals, God, who are locked up, who are held in captivity, who are depressed, oh God, who, who, who live, dear father, in squalor, that God, that they will have an encounter with the one and true for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and LJ Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com.